welcome back to episode four today of our podcast, All Fired Up, and it's so exciting and I'm having a great time doing this and I hope that you guys are all enjoying it too. From the feedback so far, it seems you are, so thank you very much. And also, please feel free to get in contact with us, admin at untrapped.com.au. If you have anything that you think we should be getting fired up about or anything you're fired up about that we should have a chat about and unpack here. So for episode four, I had a really interesting chat with Jodie Mickelson from A Healthy Paradigm. Jodie is an exercise physiologist and she's a body positive exercise physiologist, which is a rare diamond in our unfortunately quite diet culture saturated fitness industry. She is a beacon of rationality and compassion and just general awesomeness. So, and I really love talking to Jodie. So when we had our chat, we were unpacking this idea of FITSPO because as well as being an exercise physiologist, Jodie's also currently doing her doctorate in clinical psychology. And a lot of her focus and research within her degree has been all about FITSPO and how FITSPO is actually impacting us as a culture and how it's affecting our mental health. So she's really spot on with sort of understanding how FITSPO really is impacting us and it's kind of not good. So I knew I wanted to talk to Jodie after seeing an article pop up about the FITSPO mega queen, Kayla it seems. And for those who might have been spared knowing more about her. She's one of these ripped body type Instagram queens. She sells a, air quotes, bikini ready program. Kayla is totally the personification of Fitspo itself with its absolute emphasis on appearance and getting the perfect body. I mean, as her own media says, she has literally built a get this, $46 million empire on having a ripped body. She has huge influence. She has 20 million followers around the world. So just think of the impact of this kind of messaging on people. And you know what? It's because of people like her. It's because of accounts like this that we need body positivity. Body positivity is the pushback against people like her. But get this. She wants in. There's an article this week where Kayla is, well, apparently she's sniffed out that the next big thing is going to be body positivity. And she's literally talking about it like it's a trend, like handbags. And so she's busily pretending and promoting the idea that she's right there with us on board with body positivity. Now, look, Clearly, her motivation is clearly, absolutely, no doubt about it, all about the money. It's not about activating actual change or changing anything in this harmful media, which is still steadfastly focused on achieving a physical ideal. There is no change there. Let's, that, let's be clear about that. But her idea of body positivity is apparently occasionally experiencing periods or bloating within this obviously perfect six-pack body that we should all still be aspiring to, this is all a body positivity that she needs. Well, you know, hell no, and no, again, and no. You don't get to profit from creating a problem and then try to gaslight 
those people who are fighting against this problem. You just don't get to do that. It's kind of like Trump suddenly standing up and claiming to be a feminist. It's just not okay. So this week, me and Jodie really got into this and I hope you enjoy. So Jodie Mickelson, welcome and thank you for joining us. Hi Lou, thank you for having me. So what is firing you up this week? Oh, so there's been an article about Kayla It Science and oh. uh, yes, <laughs> I guess her quest to change her social media and the way that we talk about bodies on social media from this idea of it being really important what we look like to being really honest about imperfections and when we feel bloated or when we have our period and when we're not feeling good. And I'm yeah. sure you and I both agree that we definitely need a big shift. Yeah, absolutely. So far, it sounds exciting and great and hopeful. Yes, but <laughs> we then pick the article apart a little bit more and have a look at whether there's been any changes yeah. in social yeah. media and how bodies have been portrayed on her Instagram and indeed on many other people's Instagrams. And there's no shift. And no. so it kind of makes you go, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, because I took the plunge because, of course, you know, I don't follow people like this on social media. But this morning I did have a look at Kayla's account and mm. Mm, I don't know, maybe I'm yet to detect the massive shift in uh, body positivity that she's talking about. But I saw picture after picture of before and afters with torsos, often without heads. I saw her posed pretty much perfectly in every single shot. I saw appearance focus in nearly every single frame in there. And like literally within three or four minutes, I felt pretty bad. Yep, I agree, I agree. Same experience for me. And it's interesting, I had a look at some of the captions that accompanied these photos and they might say things like, you know, exercise about how we feel within our bodies or, it doesn't matter what the scale says, it matters what you feel. The problem is we're still seeing, scrolling through Instagram, 50% of images of before and after, another, you know, 45% of Kayla signs herself mm. with a very much idealised body type, and then maybe 5% are inspirational quotes. Mm. And when we're seeing mm. all these images, we know from the research that in terms of social media and how it makes us feel, exposure to photos mm. the biggest thing in terms of increasing body dissatisfaction so whether we've got these little captions written underneath or not mm. she's still sending a message that your body type matters yeah and it matters that you fit in with this thin lean muscular ideal yeah because you're really across the research on this right because you're actually doing research on the impact of Fitspiration images on people's sense of body image. Mm, mm. Yeah, so my, my research last year with Alex Massap, who is also actually replicating the study again this year, looked at our responses to viewing idealised images. And so we looked at Thin Ideal, which we think very much kind of the supermodel look, very popular in the 90s, lean, big bodies. And then we also looked at inspiration so this sort of shift that we've seen from women not just needing to be thin but then also needing to have moderate muscularity not too much muscularity of course not you know not we're really 
specific about this. Um, <laughs> oh. And what that research showed, and indeed what we've seen in the work of Marika Tigerman as well, and there's more emerging research around fitspiration, is that viewing images of this fit ideal body type leads to worse body dissatisfaction, it leads to people feeling more depressed, lower self-esteem, and really interestingly, there's been a few studies which have said it does sort of fit its purpose in inspiring people to exercise more. Okay. People look at these images and they say, yes, I feel inspired to go and train. But what we're then seeing is two things. A couple of studies have actually looked at does that lead to greater engagement in exercise? Hmm. And these studies are going, hmm, no. Ah. So potentially it's not even actually motivating people to exercise from a good, healthy, let's move our bodies and feel, you know, good viewpoint. The other side of it is that if they're potentially exercising, it's often coming from a place of appearance-based mm -hmm. and wanting to change their bodies. And we know really clearly from years of research that exercise fueled by a desire to change your appearance is associated with like more compulsive exercise, disordered eating, depressive symptoms, social physique anxiety, supplement use, steroid use. It's not a great thing. Wow. It's so damaging, isn't it? Appearance focus. Because, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, look, this person has an enormous following, like millions of people are following mm. them. So surely, you know, all of these people aren't noticing depression or noticing lower body image, self-esteem kind of stuff. They would probably voice, you know, strong allegiance with this kind of thing. But what you're saying is that strong allegiance might actually kind of be not so good in itself because it's like swallowing the Kool-Aid, isn't it? It's like, I've, I've got yeah. to do this because I really want to look like that. And so people just keep on trying to be, I guess, like model prisoners in, in exercise prison. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. I mean, the, the messages that society sends us around how we should look are so strong and we're absolutely bombarded with it every day whether you're following these people on Instagram or otherwise we get these messages from lots of different places and so to be able to buck the trend and go against that is really really challenging and when we have places where it not only argues against it but it really encourages appearance focused exercise it's so so tough for people so tough yeah we are really stuck and we're saying like you know as a clinician working with eating disorders I'm seeing the damage that's done mm -hmm. and you're seeing the damage done in your research I think what you are pointing out is so powerful like it doesn't matter what is written on the caption what is the message being sent by that picture because we're much more influenced by the picture than the message underneath you know what what really makes me just so freaking angry about this topic is a picture of a perfect body and a message saying it doesn't matter what you look like. I know, right? <laughs> that is... <laughs> Explain that to me. It's gaslighting. This is manipulation at its peak where we're seeing one thing and being told another and that creates psychological confusion. So maybe people don't haven't heard the word gaslighting before, but it's a gaslighting means it's a form of psychological manipulation where 
usually in a kind of emotionally abusive relationship, one person's doing it to another person. So doing different things, sending different messages, being quite confusing in the relationship. And it makes the other person doubt their own version of reality and sometimes even doubt their own sanity. And we see this in abusive relationship dynamics. We see it, I guess, <laughs> on the world stage right now. We're seeing it a lot with Donald Trump. Not to get too political, but <laughs> oh, why the hell not, right? <laughs> yeah, go you know, for it. <laughs> literally, when he's saying one thing and going against actually what has happened, you know, a good example of that is the size of the crowd at the inauguration ceremony where he's saying, they're the biggest crowds ever, and we know that they weren't. But this is, you know, psychological manipulation on a world stage. This is gaslighting on a world stage. <laughs> and it might seem dramatic to kind of use the term gaslighting in this phenomena that Kayla is doing, but it bloody well is. It's gaslighting. You can't say something and present the image that says the exact opposite without that having a fairly destabilising effect on the people who are looking at it. And I'm really concerned about this. Exactly. I completely agree. And it's, it's infuriating. Yeah. It's really, really infuriating that, and that's happening on such a huge scale with people who have such huge power and really could be really well placed Mm. to do a good thing here. And to do it genuinely, like to actually do it genuinely. Like to actually say, you know what, I have a huge following. I have a very big impact. And I can see that this constant message of physical perfection is doing harm. So I can be very influential in reversing that harm and in undoing that damage. And this is not what we're seeing. I want to point out that her motivation to kind of, I don't know, use these token words of body acceptance is not because Kayla has had a sudden awakening of social justice awareness. <laughs> she's not suddenly realised that she's doing harm. But let me read a direct quote from the article that might throw some light what has motivated this apparent shift in her social media focus. So here's the quote from her. Coming in 2018, there's going to be a big trend focusing on body confidence. There are some girls on social media at the moment who are pushing this big idea that it doesn't matter what you look like. It matters what you feel like. And that's what we're pushing as well. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What does that tell us? <laughs> yeah, I think the key words there, it's, you know, a big trend. Mm. Like you body confidence. Mm. And look, we're all for improving people's body confidence and a focus on what it they feel like rather than what they look like but isn't coming from a place of genuinely wanting that for people it's the same with Weight Watchers they recently had a drop in their sales and so they looked at what the trends were and noticed people weren't wanting to diet anymore they weren't wanting to focus on weight loss they were wanting this idea of health and I'm saying that doing air quotes mm-hmm. less of an appearance and so Weight Watchers changed their marketing not because they wanted the best of people but because they wanted to increase their sales and yeah. that's been really expressed and that really feels like what it is in this situation as well. That's right and that is just like infuriating because someone who has contributed significantly to the problem that body positivity is trying to solve. Mm-hmm. It's now barging in and trying to take it. Yeah. And, and it changes the meaning of body positivity. We're not seeing 
different abilities, different ages, different skin colours. None of that. It's still the same idealised images again, again. I know. Yeah, it's still the fitspo body type with a little bit of bloating or a stretch mark. Are you kidding me? No, this is patronising. It is really patronising that, you know, this perfect person has, you know, a fleeting moment of imperfection. So that addresses all of the inequality that's going on in the world in terms of weight bias and stigma is Mm. it's gobsmackingly, mortifyingly patronising and it misses the entire thing because looking at that feed of hers, that, that there is no diversity whatsoever literally none yeah Um, i'm scrolling through again right now as we speak and yeah no difference in skin colors and abilities ages sizes body shape Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what you look like but there's only one way to look yeah (laughs) and i think in the article that we're referring to she's actually got two other people on board who are apparently Mm. mums to to reflect you know that diversity Mm. (laughs) they look the same they look the same and when we see this same body type again and again and again we start to think that's the body type we have to strive for that's Mm -hmm. the body type that represents fitness and health and you can be fit and you can be healthy and regardless of either of those two things, you're still a worthy person in any body type. Yeah, yeah. And that needs to be represented. If this person is absolutely serious, then representations need to change. But this person is not serious and this person is gaslighting an entire movement and that's not okay. No. I liked your point before you said this actually does damage to the body positivity movement because... Yeah. It eclipses it, actually. And that is so insulting, to eclipse a movement that's about oppression mm-hmm. by, by the oppressor nicking off with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, uh, no. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this today because it's just, it's seriously not okay. It's and we not. It's really not. need to be pushing back against it and calling people like this out with their, it's hypocrisy. I think of all the hard work so many people have done to try and create a world where people of all bodies feel safe and then we have people trying to co-opt the movement, the body positivity movement, to sell a product specifically designed to change your body and tell you that your body is not okay as it is. Yeah. Insulting to so many people. And I absolutely applaud anyone who has come from, and I, this has been my personal experience as well, having come from a place where, you know, I believe that weight loss was maybe the answer for things and strive to achieve an idealized body. And I applaud people that can make a shift to genuine body positivity, health at every size, non-diet approach. Mm. making that genuine shift, go for it. Absolutely. We welcome you. We invite you to learn about this area. Come on in. But when you're doing it to sell a product, to still change people's bodies, to make them smaller, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. And to tell them that's body positivity. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. Absolutely no. It's just an absolutely no. And you know the product, actually, did you, I don't know if you noticed, the book that's being advertised at the top of the feed in Instagram. Mm. <laughs> What's it called? 
<laughs> my brand new book, The Bikini Body Motivation and Habits Guide. <laughs> and we've seen this before with other, you know, social media sort of based personal trainers using titles like Bikini Body mm. by stuff but then saying, oh, no, it doesn't matter actually what you look like. Well, don't call it Bikini Body Guide. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. completely missing the point, completely. Yeah. yeah, and if you're genuinely confused, then stop advertising until you work it out. But this absolute mixed message is hideously abusive, really. To That's the word that keeps coming up for me. It's, it's yeah. abuse to tell people, like, this is body positivity with a six-pack. No, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> It seriously needs to stop. So how do we look after ourselves? How do you look after yourself with stuff like this? I actually and discovered when you sent me this article and we decided we'd speak about it, that I had blocked Kayla Eats Lines from my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that I was getting advertising for it because I do, you know, being an exercise physiologist, I'll look at exercise-related things, movement-related things. So I imagine her fitness stuff probably popped up as an ad and I decided to block her. So that is one thing I do to look after myself in that is I really easily, quickly block pages which show me images that are potentially harmful. And there's nothing wrong with any particular body type, including this fit ideal. But when we're seeing that all the time, again and again and again and again, it's the only body type, mm. that's when it becomes a problem. All bodies are valuable. Yeah, but we can't be seeing one body 99.9% of the time to the exclusion of every single other body type. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, isn't it? If, if the person that you're looking at or following represents only one body type, that is not body positivity. Regardless no. of what they're saying, that is not body positivity. Body positivity makes an effort to include diversity, proper diversity, different yeah. sizes, different shapes, different ages, and also de-emphasizes appearance yeah so I don't know about you but like I follow a lot of body positive people and very few of them constantly appearing in bikinis or midriff tops <laughs> like you know sometimes they are but the appearance of the person is not the dominant focus of the Instagram or the blog or whatever is happening Yes, I agree. I really like Beauty Redefine's approach around this where their focus is much less on appearance in any capacity and around we are so much more than our bodies and finding all those brilliant things that we are outside of our appearance. I think that's a really wonderful way to fill your social media feed. Mm, I love that too. I love that too. And just the narrow, I mean, I, God, I'm so annoyed about, I should not have looked at that feed because I'm so annoyed. <laughs> it's so one dimensional. It's so focused on my worth is my body and my appearance. Mm. And sorry, I have two amazing female children who I am absolutely talking to about exactly that point we are more than our bodies like there's so much fascinating interesting stuff about being human and what we can be interested in that has nothing to do with our appearance and yeah. that, that if you really really care about the psychological health of the human race then that needs to get paid attention to mm. Mm. completely agree completely agree. so following really amazing women and men on social media that are doing awesome things, mm. you know, in academia, in politics, in 
being a parent in absolutely any field whatsoever that are just doing awesome things that are awesome people that is a great way to I think find more compassion for other people more compassion for yourself Mm. and to really that focus away from parents yeah it really broadens your focus on your (laughs) experience being here as a human being on the planet can I put you on the spot and ask you who are a couple of people that you like to follow oh there's this page called and I've only just come across it after a friend was shared on there that's called I'm pretty sure it's celebrating women but I'm just on my phone now looking it up so certainly beauty redefined I mentioned before mm-hmm. fantastic and I really like their approach excuse me while I double check it is celebrating women mm-hmm. yeah celebrating women so it's an amazing page I believe run by Kirsten Ferguson mm-hmm. and women of all different skill sets abilities ages races sizes everything send in some info about themselves and talk about the cool things that they do. Oh, that sounds like, I'm so, I'm gonna definitely check that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah I do, I absolutely love it. There are other people like Megan Chastain, who I really like. Mm-hmm. She talks about amazing things and does brilliant, brilliant work in this space. She's not afraid to go into the political side of things, which I think is really, really important when we're talking about our bodies and the oppression and stigma that many people really unfortunately face. Yeah, I think it is important to get political about this and not be afraid to get political because there is a problem that's happening. You know, people are actually benefiting from this. In that article, Kayla is on the BRW rich list. She's made a lot of money profiting from this beauty ideal exploitation. The diet industry is, is a huge moneymaker. Oh, and calling it out, which is what, you know, people like Reagan and other people in the body positivity movement, they're not afraid to call it out. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because we don't get equality. We don't improve things without pointing out what's wrong. And I know, you know, I wanted to say that because I know that probably today's episode will be seen as fairly controversial, you know, taking mm-hmm. on such a well-known social media person and criticising it will probably result in me being slammed or you being slammed for not being positive or not being supportive or not holding up another woman, you know, that, that response. And I think that is really disempowering as well because it's saying that you cannot voice concern when harm is being done because it's not positive. Yeah. I read a quote just yesterday and I'm going to get it wrong but it was around when we don't speak up about something, mm-hmm. the victim is never helped. The oppressor is helped when we stay silent. Yeah, but there I think I've read something people, similar. Yeah. yeah, there are people that are being harmed by this and it's not just Kayla Itzines doing it. It's so, 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 so many people. And this has come up because there was an article centred around her in the paper, but it's happening in so many places by so many different people and it is harmful and it is hurting people. So I think we really do need to speak up about it. And if people genuinely want to make a shift and explore what it means to be truly welcoming to people in all different bodies, then we invite them in definitely, but make it genuine and not about money. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Beautifully, beautifully put, beautifully summarized. That's exactly right. And 
I want to say thank you for coming on and talking today because what I appreciate about your opinion is it's not just your opinion, you're basing it off a lot of research and a lot of knowledge in your area about the impact of this stuff on humans. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think we're seeing pretty clearly, you know, the research is still emerging around inspiration, that it's fairly consistent, that it's objectifying, that people feel worse about their bodies, that it's not, it's not doing good. It's not. It's not. That just makes me so sad. I remember having a conversation with an academic who had, I think she was referencing some research about self-compassion, which is, Mm. you know, something I'm very passionate about and I know you love it as well, but how there was an experiment that they did. I will try and find it and put it in the show notes. Yeah, I believe that was Marika Tigerman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. with self-compassion and inspiration. Is that the one? Yes, you are going to know much more about it than my foggy memory, so please go for it, yes. No, probably, I probably don't know as much, but the the gist of it was, yeah, around self-compassion being a protective factor. Yes. It's inspiration images, so that's what we're talking about before around how we can look after ourselves, finding a really good self-compassion practice Mm. and things which on social media support you to be compassionate to yourself as well. Yeah. So even adding some social media in your Instagram that's about self-compassion can be protective against the body image harm that's done by Fitspiration. Yeah. And you post great stuff about self-compassion, Lou. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Looking for someone to follow yourself and obviously Kristen Neff as well, who does brilliant, brilliant work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like what I just love about self-compassion is it's very, it's never in a bikini. It's... (laughs) It's just, it's everywhere. (laughs) I love that. That's the best quote. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. Self-compassion fits into whatever you want it to fit into. (laughs) Yeah, it's an outfit for all seasons and all. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today about this. And I'm sure we'll have you back again to talk if we see something else in the media that's around this. But thank you very much, Jodie. Thank you, Lou. Had a great time. (laughs) Me too. Bye. Bye. That was the wonderful Jodie Mickelson. And I'm so grateful that she came along to chat about such an interesting and important topic. And my gosh, I hope we see people voting with their feet. And I hope we see accounts like that really dropping in numbers of followers because if we get critical and think about this it's not hard to see who's genuine with body positivity and who's just in it for the money so we'll be back again next week with some more diet culture dirt and i really look forward to digging into that so if you have anything as i've said earlier please let us know any topics that you think would be interesting for us to unpack and talk about Also, very exciting that Untrapped online program has officially started. So the masterclass is open and people are learning and having their minds blown. So if you're interested and if you want to come and join our community, learning all about how to live in an anti-diet way, fiercely and amazingly with connection to your body, then go to untrapped.com.au and join up. You can start at any time. There's no waiting for an enrollment or anything like that. So just come and jump on and come and join us. So I look forward to speaking with you all next week. Look after yourself. And in the meantime, trust no one, think critically, push back against diet culture. 
untrap from the crap. <laughs>